comments and views expressed on The Kevin Smith Show are those of the people that make them and do not necessarily reflect the views of Kevin Smith, The Kevin Smith Show, or its affiliates or sponsors. Hi, folks, and welcome to The Kevin Smith Show. Whoever you are, wherever you happen to be around this beautiful place we call Earth, thanks for being here at The Kevin Smith Show. I'm here because you have a right to know and because you matter. And actually, it's because you matter that you have the right to know. Because you have a right to know, we do a lot of things to try and keep people informed about uh, things that are happening within our genre. You know, uh, paranormal, UFO, the world of the strange and the unexplained. And uh, one of the things we do is we publish a free weekly newsletter. It's called The K-Files, and if you're not subscribed to it, there's no genius in that. Uh, what you need to do is scoot on over to my website, kevinsmithshow.com. Scroll down just a little bit. You'll see in the middle of your screen a great big word that says K-Files. Well, click it and subscribe. Now, when we say it's free, it really is free. I mean, there are no strings attached, and uh, we invite you to uh, just enjoy the K-Files. You know, no charge. You don't have to be a member. You, 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 you just anybody, absolutely anybody can subscribe, and uh, then you'll start getting the K files. Now you're going to get after you subscribe. You're going to get an automatic email, you know, immediately, and it has a link in it that you have to click to activate that subscription. That's how we know. I mean, you know, somebody else could just. As a joke, put your your uh, email address in and and subscribe for you, right? And uh, so you get that email, and when you click that link, that means yeah, it was me, and I intended to subscribe. And then you'll start getting the uh, the K files. Uh, we also have something called the members community, and the members community is made up of people who love this show and who love these topics that we talk about. They like the guests that we bring on, and they like to have direct input into the show. And uh, so they and they want to support the show. We're 100% listener-supported. You know, we don't sell advertising on this show. And so, uh, you know, if, if listeners don't think it's worth supporting then the show goes away. I mean, it's it's really that simple. And uh, so the members community is very, very important to the show, but it's also important to you because uh, it gives you direct input into the show, uh, lots of information from other members in our forums, in our chat room, in the chat box. Um, I mean, there's just a lot of stuff there. You get your own blog, your own uh, friends page, 
uh, your own uh, video album and uh, photo album where you can upload uh, your videos. You shoot a video of a Bigfoot or UFO or whatever, you can upload it there. And uh, so it's really, really, really a lot of value. And tomorrow evening at showtime is my monthly chat. I go into the chat room for two hours. Hope to see you there. All right, we're going to take a break, and we shall return right after this. And welcome back to The Kevin Smith Show. The associate host of this show is Jerry Wills, and we're very privileged to have him as our associate host here. Uh, Jerry is also the executive producer at Expeditions TV, and uh, he's very well known all around the country and really all around the world as an explorer, as a TV producer, uh, but also as a public speaker and uh, as a healer. And um, I'm not really sure uh, if he likes that title. Maybe he uses a different title. But uh, he is my guest this evening, and uh, it's his first time on the show in 2013. This has been a week of first, you know. And uh, so uh, this is his first time with us in 2013, and uh, I'm delighted that he is here. Jerry, welcome to the show. Hello, Kevin. Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me. Okay. Well, we must be using the mobile link. It's uh, We're getting a lot of delay. <laughs> Boy, well, it's another first, isn't it? <laughs> That's another first. Yeah. Well, we'll deal with the delay. We got good video, and uh, we'll we'll deal with that yeah, delay. Good. Yeah, you are in fact uh, sort of in the uh, the mobile Jerry Will's headquarters now, right? Yes, that's correct. And uh, at the moment. Where, where, maybe you don't want to tell us where you're located, but uh, if, if you don't mind, uh, where, where are you located at the moment? Well, we're currently about uh, 50 miles north of Phoenix, uh, out in the desert, um, basically just trying out this mobile broadcast system for the first time, actually. Uh -huh. um, it's, it's a similar system to what we used when we were in Bulgaria. Uh, we're patching through our own power supply here. Um, the lights and everything you see is our own power system, our own power station, and um, all the video processing, of course, being handled by the computers and by the desk and uh, the camera. I don't know what the delay is all about. That's something that we didn't had not anticipated, so we'll have to look into that as well. It's probably a latency problem. We have a um, uh, kind of an uplink system up on the roof of this thing, 
that uh, I might need to do some adjustments on. Okay, fair enough. Uh, well, that's okay. Uh, you know, as, uh, we'll just, uh, when I ask a question, I'll just wait and, uh, we'll watch your mouth move a little bit. And it's kind of like watching the old, old B movies. Remember those? You know, uh, Jerry, on the website, I don't know if you had a chance to look at the picture I put up, uh, but it's got uh, a picture of you and then, uh, sort of above and behind you. A great big road sign that says the future. And uh, I guess, you know, there are people who perhaps thought uh, from that or may be thinking from that uh, that we're going to get predictions from you about the future. And you can make some if you want to, uh, but that's not what this is really aimed at. Uh, the point of it is this. Uh, you, you've heard me say lots of times that nothing really exists except the future uh, because every single nanosecond is the future happening to you. And uh, just one nanosecond before, it was the future. And so really, we live in the future, but we have now passed December the 21st. And uh, we are now into what lots of people thought would never happen. There are loads of people who thought uh, we would all be, you know, pretty much wiped out by now. And uh, we're here. The future is here. It's now. And we are, once again, experiencing the future right at this at this nanosecond. The future is hitting us. Um how did you deal with December the 21st? What uh, what did you do on December the 21st? I had a cup of coffee and a cigarette. <laughs> you weren't too concerned about it, really? Honestly? No. No, I, I've not been concerned about it. Um, and I know there are a lot of folks that uh, were, and I don't mean to make light of their concerns. No. But what I've been telling folks for quite a while up until this point in time is that it's going to be a line in the sand. We've crossed it, and something wonderful is going to happen. It doesn't mean that everything is wonderful past that point, but it does mean that if you have made it to this point, and you have not uh, succumbed to the fear, even if you have, you can leave the fear behind you now. Because it's time to do something positive. It's time to be greater than you've ever been, to do better things you've ever, than you've ever done. It's time to face the future. Now, you don't have a doomsday prediction. Now it's time to do something with the future, positive, constructive, and worthwhile. Well, uh, the philosophy that I have and that people have heard me talk about, uh, people that have been listening to this show for a long time uh, have heard all different types, or not different types, but uh, different little philosophical statements that I make on various subjects. And uh, they will remember a little video clip that I have played where uh, I say, okay, 
uh, I've been talking to you for a few seconds, and a whole lot of nanoseconds of future have hit us while I was talking to you, and it didn't kill you, did it? So what is there to be afraid of? Um, well, with that sort of philosophy and uh, putting together uh, with what you just said, um, you know, I would say that the future is as wonderful as you make it right now. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And if you're focused on um, on things being terrible, you're going to find the terrible. That's why I was saying, you know, focus on becoming greater than you've ever been. Do something with your life and try to make the world a better place. Um, Jerry, I, you've also heard me say that we don't create reality. We create our experience with reality. Reality is standing there like a great big, you know, granite uh, monolith, sort of. I mean, it's there, and all possibilities are in that reality. And how you approach it determines what you experience out of it. So that reality can't happen to you unless it's real. Um, and sure. how we approach reality determines what we get out of that big block of reality and what we experience. So it's really very, very important uh, that people, and I'm, I'm not saying this, I'm, I'm not preaching to you folks, this is just me talking philosophically, uh, but it's very, very important for people, myself included, uh, to be careful how we think and what we think about. Uh, it, it needs to line up with reality because if what you think and what you believe isn't real, believing it won't make it real. But if we understand reality, or at least comprehend its existence, then we can get out of reality good things. We can, we can bring good things to mm -hmm. us that are standing there as possibilities. I also uh, say very often, Jerry, and you've heard me say this, that everything that's ever going to be possible has always been possible. And uh, it, that means that right now, everything that's ever going to be possible is possible right now. Uh, those possibilities are simply waiting on right thinking. And as soon as someone thinks right, mm -hmm. as soon as someone thinks correctly, it'll happen. And a good example is uh, the Wright brothers and flight. Two years before they made that historic mm -hmm. flight, Wilbur, Wilbur Wright, made the statement that men would not fly in a in an airplane, a powered aircraft for at least the next 50 years. Two years after he said that, he and his brother did it. The possibility of air flight was always there. It was just waiting on them to mm -hmm. think correctly about it. And when they did, it worked. So it wasn't 50 years. All right. Uh, having said all that now, uh, I think our audience 
most of our audience anyway, are aware of your uh, mm, biography. Uh, your the fact <laughs> the fact yes. that uh, you have told the world that you're not or you didn't originate on this planet. And uh, for those who are new and who, uh, you know, this is your first time to hear this, you're probably saying, oh, hogwash. Well, you just go meet Jerry and spend a few minutes with him. I'm going to tell you, uh, I have absolutely no doubt that uh, what he said is true. I know Jerry personally. And before he told me that, I knew Jerry. I knew you what three years before you told me that. Yes. I at that time the producer. Yeah, it, it's not like it's some. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Kevin. Uh, well, at that time, our producer was Bob Brady. I told Bob Brady. Uh, this was like uh, something like a year or two years before you mentioned to me uh, about your origins I told him that I said you know if I've ever met someone that is extraterrestrial it's that guy it's Jerry Wills Bob asked me why and I said well the next time he's over here just hang around and spend some time listening and watching and uh, talk to him and see what impression you get. And uh, he did. The next time you were at the studio, uh, that's when I was broadcasting from Phoenix. Um, mm-hmm. He, I, I didn't even. I had forgotten. I had even said that. And after you left, he said, "I agree with you. I, I think he is from somewhere else." Uh, but having, having said that. Uh, part of your story is that your home people visit you every few years. And uh, it, mm-hmm. it's, it's about time, if they haven't, it's about time for them to do it now. Uh, have they visited with you? And if not, why do you think there's a delay or is it a, a delay? Well, there hasn't been anything so far. And I've never really understood what their time frame or timetable might be. So the best I can do is is make a guess, you know, as anyone else would. I really haven't got any idea. I don't know when it would happen or if it ever will happen again. Mm-hmm. It'd be great to be able to tell you it's it's occurred, but you know, it would just not be truth. Um yeah, I'm waiting just like everyone else's, I suppose. If I remember correctly, and maybe maybe this is not correct, you straighten me out here if I haven't gotten it correct. But if I remember correctly, I think you told us that um, they showed you possible futures uh, for the planet. So if we go down this path, that's the future. And if we go down that path, that's the future. Did I get that correct? Yes, that is correct. Do you have any idea which path we have gone down? Yes, I do. Um, 
from what I can tell, based upon the information they they gave me decades ago, path that's been chosen is not the best path that could have been chosen. It probably is the um, well, I'd say we've gone the wrong way. Uh-huh. There was huge potential for this world to do things much differently, and it just hasn't. So, going down the path that we're going down, and having seen the future they showed you, um, even though we have now passed December the 21st, uh, do you... Uh, did they show you a future sort of doomsday Armageddon kind of event? There were that there were those sort of things I saw, um, and there have been a few instances where I've kind of held my breath and, and wondered, you know, is this one of those big events that they had shown me? Um, but. I haven't seen I haven't seen the the precursors to the really big events that they showed me mm-hmm. and I've never really made that public I really haven't spoken about it um, even privately because it doesn't really serve any purpose all it does is creates fear mm-hmm. and if you're going to live in fear and face the future then what kind of future do you have so I don't really bring that information out. Um, it doesn't serve a, a purpose. But well, I know, and the things that I've seen, um, there have been a few instances of things, but there hasn't been the really big instances of things mm-hmm. that uh, would certainly lead to a meltdown of the planet. I haven't seen that yet. And I figured if it was going to happen, it probably would have happened before now. Fair enough. But the reason I was uh, asking about that is this this next question. Um, mm-hmm. Is there, and, and we have a break coming up, so I'm going to ask the question, and then uh, you can answer it when we come back from break. But the question is, having seen that future and having seen that we've gone down the path that leads to that future, uh, one that you don't really want to talk about. Is there a possibility, even now, of turning around and going back the other way and getting on another path? Or is it too late? Good question to ponder. Very All right. Work. Well, ponder that because when we come back, we'll let you answer. Folks, we'll be back right after this. Welcome back to the Kevin Smith Show. My guest this evening is Jerry Wills. And um, Jerry uh, is making some adjustments with his camera equipment right now. And uh, I don't know, perhaps uh, uh, trying to do something to get that delay, that latency out of the audio. I don't know. 
Uh, but we'll come back to Jerry in just a moment. Uh, but, uh, and, and the question we're going to come back to is, is it possible to switch paths even now? Uh, I mean, how does this work? I, I don't, I personally, I don't understand whether, you know, we're going down this path and because we selected this path, that's it. We're on it and, and things have to happen. Or can we switch paths now? Is it too late to switch paths? And what would we have to do to switch paths to have uh, a better future? But, uh, uh, you know, the future is an interesting animal. Uh, a lot of people talk about planning for the future. Um, well, the future is not something, you know, far away. It's hitting you in the face second by second. The instant the future stops, you have died. Think about that. The instant the future stops hitting you in the face, you have died. The future is hitting us nanosecond by nanosecond by nanosecond. And uh, what we do right now as this future is hitting us will determine what particles of future hit us. Think of the future as um, water, okay? And it's, it's spraying you in the face. So this, this water is spraying you. All right, now over here is really hot water, and it's spraying this direction. And here's some eh, medium warm water, and over here is some really ice cold water. Well... As this water that's really hot is spraying you in the face, you can, you're still going to be sprayed in the face, but you can get warm water or you can turn around this way and get cold water. You select which water hits you in the face. And that's the way we do with future, I think. I mean, that's, maybe you see it differently, but I see the future like a water spray. And uh, which way you face determines which type of water is going to spray you in the face. And so it, it, it's not that you changed your future. It's that you changed which future you're facing and experiencing. Well, that's the Kevinist view of things. And, uh, you know, if you decide you want to be a Kevinist, well, that's the way I view the future. And if you don't want to be a Kevinist, that's okay, too. I think Jerry is back with us. I'll wait for him to wave and let me know he's ready, if he's ready. Uh, and uh, when he does that, I'll bring him back up on the, uh, on, on the screen. Okay, he's ready. So, Jerry, we uh, went away... For break, and we were asking that question. Whoops, we just lost you. There you are. You're back. Okay, we 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 had just asked. I had just asked the question. Uh, okay, so we've taken this path that leads to a future that your uh, extraterrestrial family or friends have shown you is they've shown you what that future is, and it's not good. And you don't really like talking about that in public. But the purpose of my question was, is it too late 
for us to shift paths? Or, I mean, is this a done deal now, or can we change the path and change then which future we experience? All right. Let's see if this is working. Um, first off, I, I, what I do is, Kevin, Wow. A connection, a different uplink connection. Is this better? Uh, no. <laughs> no, the the audio is really, really stretched out now. But that's okay. Maybe it'll clear up. Sometimes it does that. All right. Well, I can uh, make an adjustment here again in a moment. Uh, as far as uh, as far as whether we can change paths. Human potential is infinite, and if we wanted to do something different, we always have that option. It isn't that things are substantially uh, predestined to be any particular way. It's free will that gives us the option to change things in midstream and make things completely different. We know there's a different path. But there needs to be enough people who are willing to go and go a different way than violence and fear and hatred. Um, the path is, is a very simple path. It is a path of kindness. It's a path that allows you to express yourself freely and openly, and it also allows others the same benefit so that their greatest and, and highest state of being can occur. Mm-hmm. If we want to change our path and do something different, we just need to make that choice. You know, I do this every day, and I know there are a lot of folks who do. And there are a lot of folks, a lot of your listeners, very open-minded folks, uh, and I know some of them quite well. And these are good people, and they're all wanting the same thing that you and I want, and it's a better world. The problem is essentially that um, you know there are powers that control the world that, that we have to um, well we have to navigate that. Um, well, you know so something, we, we uh, just Jerry. Our own lives good, Jerry. Um, there are powers that control the world, um, but they only control you and me if we accept that control freedom from that control is as simple as the word no it's that simple yeah it's true now there are people I know there are people listening right now that say oh yeah well you try saying that to a cop well I've been a cop all my life I understand he's still going to do what he's going to do but that doesn't mean he's going to get your agreement out of it and thus uh, control your will. And I'm not talking about resisting <laughs> police. I'm just saying, okay, look, let me, let me put it this way. Uh, let's say that you've got a cop who has a 10-pound badge, okay? Uh, they're out there. You know, they think because they have that badge, not all of them. I'm going to tell you, most of the cops out there are good friends, good neighbors, good family people. 
uh, they, they are very positive in the community and very positive for the community. They're good people. But sometimes you get this, you know, Billy Badass with a badge, and he's got a 10-pound badge. And if you run into one of those, uh, he can control your body. You know, if he's bullying you around and, and doing things that are actually illegal. And these guys, they need to be arrested and charged. But he can. He's got that badge. And for right now, he can he can control, for instance, where your body is. He controls whether you get to go on your way or whether you go to jail for some trumped-up charge. Yeah. But he doesn't control your will inside of you. And, you know, you, you can simply say... Well, I know you're saying I did that. I didn't do that. You know. And you're telling me if I do this, everything's going to be okay. And if I don't do this, then you're going to take me to jail. Well, you have choices to make. And the choices are all yours. And, of course, in a situation yeah, like that, right. I just let them put the handcuffs on. You know. I was in handcuffs for about four and a half hours at a border one time. And I was international police. And uh, I had a diplomatic passport in my pocket. And I got put in handcuffs. uh, Because uh, what the border cop was trying to do was illegal. And he was trying, he didn't, when he started, he didn't know I was international police. And uh, he was trying to pretty much force me to give him money, uh, bribe money, and then he would let me cross the border. Otherwise, he said, these papers on this car are forged. And uh, he said, you know, I could arrest you. I said, well, if they are forged and you don't arrest me, I'm going to report you for not doing your job. And so he arrested me. <laughs> yeah. You know? So you have choices to make, you know, and uh, you have to be willing to live with those consequences. All right. So look, the future is hitting us in the face. You heard me describe it as a spray of water, and you turn one direction, it's really hot. You turn another direction, it's warm. Another direction, it's cold, and you you can't. You're surrounded by water spray, so you can't choose which one's going to hit you. Uh, I mean, you can't choose to not be hit by water. But you can choose mm-hmm. what temperature is going to hit you in the face. And that's kind of the way I see the future. Yeah, you can't stop true. it, but you can choose which one you want. Would you agree with that, or do you think that's uh, woo-woo? Yeah. Is that woo-woo? No, it's not woo-woo. You know, it, it's true, it, the, exactly as you were saying. Um, it's what you're going to do with your choices that make the difference in the moment after that choice has been made. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and I see it in in folks' lives all the time. And and sometimes you make the wrong choice, and then you make another wrong choice, and then another wrong choice, and pretty soon you feel like you've really lost your way. And I think, by and large, that's how the world is right now. There were a series of choices that were made. 
uh, people supported it because they were compelled to support it because they thought in a certain direction they were led to think in. And, you know, it just keeps compounding the circumstance until finally people do feel like they've gotten lost. And no matter what way you turn, you're getting hit by the cold spray. Well, the closer you get to the cold spray, it doesn't matter which way you turn, you're going to get it anyway. Um, I think it's time for... I think it's time for the world at large to just stop and think, is this making sense? Is, 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 are, these, are these choices actually the choices that I would make, or are these choices that I'm making out of fear or anxiety? Try to identify where your choices are coming from. Until you do that, it's going to be really difficult to make a good choice. You know, there, there's a lot more to it than just this, this simple approach. But this is perhaps one step that can be taken. And like I said, you know, the listeners for the Kevin Smith Show, uh, I know many of you who are listening, I know that you're brilliant individuals, and the choices that you make are well thought out, and you agree that the world has kind of gone in the wrong direction. And, you know, what can one person do? All right, we have to take a, uh, a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about future stuff for Jerry Wills. Welcome back to the Kevin Smith Show. Tonight, uh, we're talking with our associate host, Jerry Wills, and uh, he's speaking to us from out in the desert, 50 miles or so outside of Phoenix, Arizona, in the mobile Jerry Wills headquarters. And uh, actually, you know, Jerry, uh, uh, just looking at your surroundings there, it really looks quite comfortable. Well, audio. Okay, uh, he, we can see Jerry, but there he can't hear us. There we go. I said, uh, looking at your surroundings, there, it actually looks quite comfortable there. Oh yeah, you know this is an amazing place. Um, this is a. 1990, 35-foot uh, travel trailer that we have um, pretty much gutted uh, about, oh, a good portion of it. We're in the processes, the process of rebuilding some of the um, some of the things in here. For example, where I'm sitting, this was a dinette. And now, instead of a dinette, what we have is, um, well... Computer Central. It's going to be the broadcast, um, the broadcast console and computer center. Uh, Kathy will be doing the um, the switching and controlling on the other side of this desk and uh, take some of the workload off of me. Uh, phone lines will be coming in over there from digital, uh, you know, cell phones. Uh, we'll have, of course, you can see the computer stacks over here uh, 
to my right behind me. Uh, and this occupies about, you know, I don't know, maybe eight feet by about four feet of the trailer. It's going to be a very compact thing, but it's going to be very versatile. A lot of stuff built in. Um, immediately in front of me is the living room area. And uh, immediately behind me, bathroom and bedroom. And if you'd like, I can give you a short uh, swing around with the camera and you can take a look if you'd like. Yeah, let's do that. Well, your audio has stopped and your video <laughs> has frozen. Uh, there we go. Your video is 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 unfrozen again. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just uh, give us give us a swing around with the camera there, and let's just see the the mobile headquarters of Jerry Wills. It's a bit of a mess right now, Kevin. So well, if here you, we go. It's up to you. Let's do a slow pan around. Ah, uh, we can see Kathy and, back there. Um, Hi, Kathy. There's Kathy. Yep, he's over there. And, uh, well, let's go around a little bit farther here. This is the kitchen. Okay, right now the uh, video is... Coffee pot, always necessary. And, um... Well, I have a cord dangled around it, so let me just go swing back around this way and uh, take a look back this direction. Also, the video's frozen again. Well, no, I don't have Kevin's audio either. Uh, yeah, right. uh, do you have my audio now? Yes, I do. Okay. All right. Very cool, man. Uh, and and the purpose of yeah, this I, is... I think what it is... Yeah, I switched off. Yeah, go, go ahead, Jerry. Okay, I'll you know, go I ahead. I think this other alternative system, which is a backup system, I think it's worse than the primary system. <laughs> yeah. Uh, why don't I switch back to the primary system? I think it worked on business. All right. Well, we uh, let's just hang in there with this one until we go to break, and uh, during the break you can switch back. Um, but the purpose of all of this, and uh, right. folks, the reason if you're watching, the reason that we're showing you all this uh, is, as you know, Jerry travels all over the place, and uh, the way it used to be is they would take off on a tour of the United States, and they would have to put all their stuff in storage. <coughs> And, uh, you know, for safekeeping and still have to pay rent on a, a, a house or pay their lease on a house and, uh, their utilities and all of that. And uh, then all their travel expenses and they'd be gone for months and then come back and have to unpack all that stuff again. Uh, so, uh, this enables Jerry 
to uh, do the traveling all over the United States that he does and uh, basically be at home all the time uh, and, and have a mobile broadcast center uh, from which he can uh, do his broadcasts and do the Kevin Smith Show. Um, in April, Jerry will be covering the Kevin Smith Show um, several days uh, for about about a week in April. And uh, I'll tell you all about why some other time. Uh, I'm not going on vacation. I can promise you, but uh, but uh, Jerry Jerry will be uh, covering the show, and hopefully Jerry will be in the same area that I will be in at that time. We're hoping so. And uh, all right, so Jerry, uh, we all know about the expedition to South America uh, that you have been working on for a long time actually for many years so where does that stand tell you what uh, you've got about two minutes you can get started on where it stands and then we'll pick it up after the break alright we um, have been getting ourselves ready for that expedition. The issues that we were faced with were getting permission from the people in the mountains. That took time. We had to send um, emissaries up there on our behalf to get permission. You just don't go up there. Last time we went up for permission, well, they sent a death squad to kill us. So we sent emissaries on our behalf to go and get permission. We received that permission uh, about uh, a month and a half ago. Storms. And it wiped out a road. So we decided we'd have to wait until the road was repaired. Uh, a village was apparently washed away. I don't know anything about that except that was just sort of offered in passing. Uh, rains were apparently just crazy bad. Well, the rains have not let up, and as a result, we're in a holding pattern until the weather clears. Going into the jungle with it raining uh, like that is just not going to work. We would, we would even be able to get where we want to go, let alone uh, get back into the jungle where this... Um, where this artifact, this, this stone that we're looking for, was not really looking for, we know where it's at, but to, to get to, it's, it's just going to be so impossible if it's raining, mudslides, and, you know, if the, if the jungle is just like walking on a wet sponge. It's not a good thing. So, um, we have things put on hold until we find out that the weather is cleared, and I suppose that's going to be sometime um, in March or April and probably after I take over the show from you uh, when I finish up with that then I think we probably will be heading to Peru just right thereafter mm-hmm. well I'm looking forward 
to both of those events. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, you doing the show in April uh, for about a week. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, your trip to Peru and uh, getting updates from you uh, as you do the as you do the expedition. You know, uh, we've talked about it. it's probably probably not possible for us to get a video feed from deep in the jungle, uh, but perhaps we can get some telephone calls, satellite telephone calls. And we're certainly going to try to do that. And and that way, we'll all be part of the expedition. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back. Welcome back to the Kevin Smith Show. This evening, my guest is Jerry Wills, the associate host of this show. Uh, he is a well-known explorer and um, executive producer for Expeditions TV uh, and a well-known associate host of the Kevin Smith Show. Having broadcast direct and live to the Kevin Smith Show uh, from Greece, and uh, so now we're uh, we're looking forward to him being able to do that from Peru. Uh, Jerry, as uh, well, let me say welcome to those of you who are joining us in this second hour. Uh, my sympathy to you for whatever kept you away from the first hour, and my hopes, prayers, dreams, and wishes that that trauma never happens to you again. Uh, but we are delighted that you're here now. And we're, uh, as I said, talking with Jerry Wills. Uh, Jerry, am I correct in saying that this is the first live broadcast from the new mobile command center, the new mobile media center? Yes, that's right. <laughs> it's the uh, very first one. So we never even tested the system until tonight. Yeah, so, well, we, you know, we got a few bugs in it, but... Uh, uh, we'll get them worked out, huh? I think so. Uh, just a little bit of this and that, some bubble gum and uh, baling twine. Yeah, well, the latency issue is not as bad as it was. It's almost not latent now. Uh, it's just slightly so. So that's a good thing. Uh, but uh, all this stuff, folks, is brand new. And so... Uh, you know, it's uh, there's not any way to test it except just to do it, and uh, it's not bad, not bad. And it can only uh, only get better, but it's not bad, you know. Uh, and I think it will. Uh, I think you know, it, it, the latency thing probably depends on your location as well, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. We have a digital antenna that uh, is up on top of the trailer. Um, and we're we're bouncing signals, you know, around to different towers and and locking into different uh, cell towers with amplifiers and such. Um, you know, in some places where you could never get a signal, but 
which might be kind of like this, uh, we can pull a very strong signal with these amplifiers and the digital antennas that we have up on top. Um, but we've not really tuned the antennas or, or adjusted them for the greatest amount of gain or, or um, you know, sideband rejection. So it's just one of those things that, uh, you know, every, in between every break, I make little adjustments, I make little changes, and fortunately, it seems to be getting a little bit better. Yeah, it is better. Okay, uh, tell you what we're going to do. Um, we're going to open the telephone lines and invite our audience to participate. And uh, so, folks, if I mean, this is Jerry's first appearance on the Kevin Smith Show in 2013. There will be more. And uh, But if you have something you would like to say to Jerry or ask Jerry, this is a great opportunity. And uh, we, we have no actual real uh, hardline agenda here. So, um, you know, it's pretty much open if you want to talk to Jerry and ask him anything or, or make a comment. Uh, caller, you are live on the Kevin Smith Show. Your first name and from where are you calling? This is Ryan in Puget Sound. Hi, Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Jerry, I was wondering, um, when you were having these uh, visitations as a younger, um, did they, where did they sleep at? Where did they live? Oh, very good question. You know, I don't know the answer to that specifically. When I had these visitations, um, what would happen is I would get, it really didn't seem like telepathic. It was just some knowing. Uh, I, I heard this high-pitched beeping noise. At the time, there was nothing that made a beeping noise like that. Um, and I, would, I had already been told when I heard that to go down into uh, the clearing uh, behind the house. There was a, uh, behind where we live, there was a stand of trees. There's a lot of hay fields. You go beyond the first stand of trees, and there's another large hay field there. And back and back of that hay field is where I would always go because that was the most secluded area. Uh, and I would meet up with them there. Um, but where they lived, I'm really not sure. One of the things that I did... I did find out, and I and I, it's so long ago. You know, it's not like it's present in my in my memory. But they showed me something that was on the moon, and this was almost like a large, gigantic um, thing that was just on the surface of the moon. If you were to take, uh, let's say, just so you can imagine this, if you could take uh, a cucumber a long cucumber and slice it down the middle and then fold it out like so and lay it down. This was a large bullet torpedo-like shaped thing that uh, was just resting on the moon. Uh, it was obviously metallic with a lot of a lot of glass in some places. And it was huge. Another question. Um, you will you consider writing everything that you they told you down and just, I mean, everything you can think of, so that people like me who have all these questions can simply just, instead of having to ask you a thousand questions, could just read everything that they told you. I mean, it's valuable. Yeah, you know, the second, 
Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I, I've not ever done that. I, you know, when I was uh, when I was eighteen or nineteen, up until that point, I'd kept a journal of every contact, everything that they had said, all the details. But living in Kentucky, very poor, I was staying at my uncle's house, and um, the basement got flooded, and all of my photos and all of my notes were completely destroyed in that flood. So, you know, I have to go by memory. And I have a pretty good memory, but it isn't absolute. And it's so long ago. But I should write it down. It's a good suggestion, Ryan, and, and thank you for making it. I I will. Well, it would be like, uh, uh, you know, there's so much there that uh, everybody wants to know. But anyways, another question is, um, do you think that, uh, or have you ever been mysteriously approached by anybody that, seem that you might suspect have been from the government that was sort of checking up on you because you have to think that they uh, somebody in the government uh, which is probably a small handful of people that really know what's going on uh, they would have to be interested in where you're at what you're doing I mean have you had any contact from the government I've had um, not, not contact per se but I've had incidents where uh, I've been warned not to talk about things where I was told, you know, I'd, I'd have trouble if I did. So I did anyway. <laughs> and I told them, if you're going to give me trouble, then I'll see you when I'm finished and we'll just see exactly how much trouble there is. Um, so they learned early on that I wasn't going to be swayed and I was taught from an early age by these contacts that fear is the only way that you can be controlled. So I wasn't going to be afraid. If they're going to cause me trouble, let's see who can cause the biggest amount because I was figuring that if they caused me trouble, I'd give them trouble right back. Okay, well, i got a thousand more questions, but I'll let the next caller come in. Uh, so, uh, I, I, Jerry, I hope you come up, if not this year, the next year, I hope you come up to Mount Adams. We can explore that mountain. Uh, from what I understand, there's a lot of rumors about there being some sort of underground base there at Mount Adams where the Native Americans drew pictograms. So we'll have to check that well, out. Well, Kathy and I are actually planning on coming up to that area uh, sometime in summer because it's going to be too hot to be down here. I'll see you there. Good show, guys. I look forward to it, Ryan. Okay. Thank you, Thank you Ryan. Six two three four 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 five eight eight nine. Six two three four 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 five eight eight nine. That's the number to call to transport yourself here to the studio, and uh, you'll get a chance uh, then to talk with Jerry Wills. Caller, you're live on the Kevin Smith Show. Your first name and from where are you calling? From Wyoming. Uh, I heard Wyoming, but uh, we didn't hear your first name. I I suspect it's Brent. Yeah, it's Brent. Yeah, it's me. All right. Can you hear now? Hear me now? I hey, Brent. Can. Hey, Jerry. Yeah. I have a couple of questions for you, sir. You know right. the origins of what I call the shadow—a dark shadow that kind of lingers over me. That um, uh, kind of intimidates me and it kind of holds me back. Someday I'd like to get rid of that and if you could help me, I'd appreciate it. 
But here's my main question for you. The nerve damage that was done due to your frostbite, the next time you talk to Zoe and his, and his friends, can you ask them if it's possible to repair it even though it was at such a young age? Oh, well, they've already tried. It's a lot better than it was. Um, they, they, they did make some effort to, to do something about that. But apparently nerves are one of those things that are very difficult. They're so, they're so intricate and interlaced. The, uh, the nervous system of the human body is, is an amazing matrix. And improving upon it is possible, but absolutely repairing it well, they, they haven't had any success with me. Maybe they've made advances since then. I don't know. And if I have a chance to find out, I certainly will ask. Okay. Um, I've, got, I've got to say good luck in Peru and wherever you're going for, for Kevin. So Yeah, well, thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, just know that we're going to have a personal GPS transponder. So while we're in Peru, you and everyone else listening and anyone who wants to can check in and see exactly where we are um, on a Google map, on Google Earth. All right. Okay, Brett, thanks for the call. Uh, the telephone number, folks, is 623-444-5889. For those of you who are not in the USA and you're not in Canada... We understand it can be quite expensive from some places to call us. And so we have another option for you. It's called Flash Message. Go over to my website, scroll down till you see the picture about tonight's show. When you see the picture uh, about tonight's show, look right above it. And there's a link that says Flash Message. We'd love to hear from you around the world. Caller, you're live on The Kevin Smith Show. Your first name and from where are you calling? Hey, Kevin, this is Steve from Georgia. Hello, Steve. Hey, Jerry, I'm excited. Hello, Steve. Uh, and I'm encouraged by uh, by the fact that you've made the big step, you've made the big plunge, and uh, and there you out there, you are out there on the tra- in the trailer, on the road. And my question for you is more of a logistic question, I think, than um, a metaphysical or, or otherwise. Um, what, what are you using to haul your trailer? We have a Ford F-350 one-ton, six-speed manual diesel truck with, um, uh, what is that called, International Harvester 7.4-liter diesel engine. It's four-wheel drive. Um, it's lifted three inches, and it sounds like an angry pig when it takes off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you have a fifth wheel? No, is it, this is a tow behind. It, it, oh, it's a tow behind. Okay, well, I, I mean, as you know, I've I've called in before and told you that eventually Lori and I uh, will be making the same step. We kind of want to unload the mortgage and uh, get out of what we're doing and uh, and do some traveling as well. And uh, I'm, I, too, am looking at a fifth wheel, uh, though. I'm, I'm looking at a fifth wheel just for stability of hauling, I think. But uh, I know I'm going to have to trade up on the truck that I currently have. 
And um, I don't know. I, I guess I will just make an observation about the direction that we're going, uh, and and let you uh, let you comment on that if you would like. I, I can't help but um, but think of uh, in the in the Old Testament Bible book of Daniel when. Uh, when uh, the the Israelites were taken into captivity into Babylon, uh, even though Daniel was a pretty righteous guy, because he was part of the group, he had to go too. You know, it's like he he had a role, uh, something he had to experience, and maybe an energetic field that he had to inject into the whole experience that uh, that both his people and the people of Babylon could uh, benefit from. And uh, as as the human race moves down this dark road that we seem to be heading down, you know, a lot of us who, you know, the decisions that we make in our daily lives don't lead us down that dark road. But here we go anyway. You know, we're caught up in the uh, in the flow of uh, the flotsam and jetsam. You know, as as the as the the flood carries through the uh, slough, you know, we're kind of washed along with it. And I think we're going to have to experience a lot of that too, but we can we still will have the freedom to bring a different energetic response to it and do something different and uh, a lot of people are going to benefit by by our response I agree, and you know what we do sets the stage for others to either have the courage to continue doing good things or to cower in fear because we did. You know, it's our responsibility to be strong and to do the right thing. And I think that, uh, by and large, most of us will. Yeah, I think and you're right. And in response We're to, to uh, your, your talking... Uh, what I was going to say, Steve, is in, in regards to your looking at a fifth wheel, if you want to contact Kathy and I... Uh, you can do that through the website, um, and we can start a dialogue and give you some guidance. I guarantee you, this this kind of lifestyle is different. <laughs> oh, I'm, it takes. Some, I'm quite sure it know, is. Like, quite sure it is. And when the time is right, we're going to step out and do it. And uh, we will be in touch with you. Uh, thanks a lot, Jerry, and thank you, Kevin, for having Jerry on right now and for taking my call. You bet. Uh, let me say this uh, about he used an example of Daniel uh, being carried into captivity in Babylon. And uh, I would encourage anybody who anybody who thinks that the most powerful weapon on earth is not the word no, go read the story of Daniel. Find out who won. All right, uh, caller, you're live on the Kevin Smith Show. Your first name, and from where are you calling? This is Doc in Arkansas. Hello, Doc. Hey, Doc. Watch your language tonight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I was calling to ask you uh, folks a question about, you know, I'm more interested. See, I used to, you know, like Kevin, you know, I used to be on the radio talking about electronics and everything. How uh-huh. uh, I'm... On your electronic stuff that you're using on your mobile communication and everything, um, are you are 100%? Are you got generators running for your stuff, or you just got actually you know hook up and everything? You know, regular campground hookup. 
Um, what we have, uh, we have a 30 amp hookup right now. Um, we'll probably upgrade that to 50 because the system is going to require us a little bit more. We also have um, a 50 amp generator. Uh, actually, it's more than 50 amps, but we have a generator. We also um, we have inverters and power cells, batteries, and um, not enough to really do what we want to do yet, but we have enough to do a show. Um, so we're our goal is to move everything towards solar uh, and collect it into lithium-ion batteries instead mm -hmm. of lead-acid batteries and run all of that uh, through an inverter, a smart switch uh, and an inverter so that we can run everything you know, off of battery power. We don't have to plug into anything anywhere, anytime, unless we absolutely need to, which shouldn't be necessary. Um, and get rid of the generator altogether. Uh, it's a very large, noisy generator, and uh, it isn't much fun to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just wanted no, to call and ask that psych question because I'm working on, um, I got a hand, I'm disabled handicapped, and I'm working on redoing my whole van, my one ton van, to, I even putting solar power, solar panels on the roof and everything. And then I can call you, Kevin, from Emerald Well, that's a good project. <laughs> Good. So, okay, well, uh, you have yourself a good night. I appreciate it. Well, Doc, uh, Doc, do more research on this. Doc, don't leave yet. I have oh, a question. I'm sure you got other people want to call in. Yeah, well, okay. they can call in when I free the lineup. Uh, hang okay. on just a moment. Now, you're converting a van. I know why Jerry yeah. did what he did. Why are you doing what you're doing? Um, because of my disability and I want to get back into the future of you know getting back into stuff because you know I enjoyed helping people more mm -hmm. and so my philosophy is I want to be able to get in here and travel and do things and get around more better well I think that's a great goal I wish you all the best with it well you have yourself a good one buddy alright thanks for the call bye 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 um well, uh, Jerry, it, it would seem you're somewhat of an inspiration to some folks out there uh, by simply doing what you are doing uh, with, the, with this uh, new mobile lifestyle and mobile uh, media center, broadcast center. Uh, so that's good. That's cool. All right, uh, caller, you're live on the Kevin yeah. Smith Show. Your first name and from where are you calling? Hi, uh, this is Joni in St. Louis. Hi, Joni. Hi. Um, hi, Jerry. Hello, Joni. How's Kathy doing? Hi. Good. She's um, doing good. She's sitting over here hiding. <laughs> I figured that. <laughs> um, I have a question. You know, um, I've gone to a couple of your sessions, and I think I started, oh, about 10 years ago. I went down to Nashville and then one in Memphis. But then later on, um, in one of your interviews, I think, or it might have been at one of those sessions, you mentioned that when you all went to Peru and the um, little, um, I'm going to call it gateway, but you know that stone, the interdimensional uh, one yeah. that you and, and then you took some people back with you to to experience it. Um, you mm -hmm. had described 
there was just a, a blip of a description. That, and I don't know if you remember what you said, but you had said that you came across, was it two people in, in white doctor's coats when you went through that dimension? Do you remember explaining that? You were you were wondering oh, sure. what the I, origin really... of the, the Earth was or whatever. But do you recall that? Okay, Joni, give give him just a moment because oh, there yeah. is a transmit delay here. Go ahead, Jerry. I'm sorry. Uh, very well, Joni. Uh, it wasn't that they were in, in white doctor's coats. They, this was a room that was just white. Oh. And there was a voice of a person who was just talking uh, talking through the situation. They, they weren't in there. It's a very long and complex story. I, I can't go into it right now. But I do remember. Okay. Yeah, I've always been curious. I don't think you really fleshed out. Okay, Joni, hang on. We have to take a break. And uh, we'll be back right after this with Jerry and Joni. And welcome back to the Kevin Smith Show and my guest this evening, Jerry Wills, who is the associate host of the Kevin Smith Show and uh, a lot of other things, too. And uh, on the telephone with us, I hope is Joni from St. Louis. Joni, are you still with us? Yes. Okay. Sorry about that. The break took over and I just had to cut in. <laughs> so go ahead with what you were saying to Jerry. Well, I haven't been able to get down to um, any get-togethers, you know, so recently in the past few years. So um, I'm kind of stuck in a time warp, I guess, as far as... Uh, you know, inquiring about some of that information, and I figure it is quite a long uh, story to tell. My other question, though, Jerry, is, um, you know, everybody is operating a lot through fear because of the doomsday sayers. Um, what's your opinion of um, remote viewers, especially the ones who are predicting um, a solar flare? And the EMPs or, you know, the grid, what's happening to the grid. Um, you're hearing some experts also on the subject recently. So I'm going to get off the phone, but I'd just like to hear uh, your opinion, if anything has ever crossed your path about that information. Okay, thanks for the call. All right. Well, I, nothing really has crossed my path. As far as my opinion of remote viewers, uh, Ingo Swan, probably the greatest remote viewer who ever lived, is a good friend of mine. And, um, you know, it's true. I mean, if there was a substantial um, coronal ejection and a huge electromagnetic burst from the sun, it would fry the grid, and it would certainly put us into a place that would be very... Uh, but very difficult to negotiate because what we're doing right now with electricity and electronics, that would cease to work. 
things would go backwards very, very quickly. And it would take decades to get it to where it would start functioning again, uh, at least to the degree that it is now. So it is very susceptible to, uh, you know, huge problems. Um, uh, you know, one thing, Jerry. Viewers saying, oh, well, I'm seeing. Uh, well, one hmm. thing that a lot of people don't think about is that includes your car and probably won't work because it has a computer. And if you have these EMPs that wipe yeah. out the computers, then your car won't work. And so you're probably going to drive what I drive, Nikes. <laughs> Until there aren't any more of those. Then yeah. you'll be looking for a cow to slaughter so you can eat it. Well, look who just walked by. It's Kathy. Say hello to everyone, Kathy. Hello, Kathy. Okay. Hi, everyone. <laughs> this is the hair in my face here. Yeah. You know, her hair is almost as long as yours. Yeah, it is almost as long as mine. Mm-hmm. Isn't her, her, hers is much nicer than mine. Okay, so what do you want to know? <laughs> so, well, I don't know what, what Kevin wants to know from you. Um, did he, I thought he, he said he wanted to know. No, he didn't want to know anything from you. I did want to say hello, though. No, know it all, and he knows it all, too. Yeah. Oh, here. Say hello. <laughs> Kathy is part of the team. She's hello. not only Jerry's wife, but she's very much a part of the of the whole Expeditions team over there. And, uh, you know, she does uh, most of Jerry's research and a whole lot of his thinking. Uh, so, uh, yeah, and by that, I mean that in a positive way, a whole lot of the, the detail planning and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. so Kathy, since you're with us now, we'll, uh, we, I will, I'll jump back to the, uh, expedition in Peru. I know you handle a lot of the logistics. You handle a lot of the details, the planning for all that kind of stuff. Uh, how's that shaping up, uh, from your point of view? Well, we've got everything um, pretty much sewn up and as far as permissions go and everything. It's just the the weather because the in the middle you only have like, you know, a couple inches of topsoil and then, the, then it's rock. So when it rains really hard, you've got mudslides, landslides, and it's too dangerous to do it right then. So... Uh, right now, so um, we're just going to wait until the rains settle down, and so it only rains once a day. <laughs> so uh, this and, is kind uh, of uh, like a monsoon day, season now. This is sort of monsoon season. Yeah, it's 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 their rainy season, uh-huh. and then their dry season. Uh, it only rains. Well, you know what the jungles are like, Kevin. Yeah, you know it only rains once a day. <laughs> And well, rainy season, it rains all day, all night. <laughs> yeah, the jungle I lived in, uh, I was there for two years. And uh, we had monsoon season. And uh, monsoon season is serious rain. And uh, when it, at the height of it, you would have rain several times a day. Uh, but then it would slack off to once a day. And um, But, you know, roads disappeared. Uh, where I was located, all roads in and out 
got washed out one time. Uh, there was no way to get to us by road. There was no way for us to get out by road. And so uh, a lot of the work that I had to do uh, in, in the position I had uh, required me to travel around this district and visit various uh, of our police stations. And uh, the only way we could do it was mm-hmm. helicopter. There was no other way, no possibility. However, I noticed that the native people that uh, over here in the West, everybody talks about, you know, how backward they are. They still traveled everywhere they wanted to because Mm -hmm. they drove Nikes. You know, they were not impaired. They could still get where they needed to go, and and there was no problem because they walked. Yeah, or they went on the river. Uh, yeah, well, where we were, they had to walk. So, uh, but mm-hmm. whole, whole roads just, you know, disappeared. They're not there anymore. And, uh, so I can certainly understand it being too dangerous right now, uh, to, to make the expedition. Well, the roads there too. The roads there too. They're not, you know, asphalt roads. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're pretty much just mud roads, or you know, just clay, really, basically. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's not good to travel on those when it's torrential rain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we yeah. have yeah we have a caller, so let's go to the telephone. And caller, you're live on the Kevin Smith Show. Your first name and from where are you calling? Hi, this is Leslie. I'm calling from Oregon. Hello, Leslie. Hi, I just wanted to invite uh, Kathy and Jerry, and you, Kevin, uh, to Oregon sometime. Me and my kids, we can be your personal tour guide. Seriously, you guys, you're always welcome here at our house. Wow, thanks. Um, uh, You know, I doubt, honestly, that I'll ever make it to Oregon. But Mm -hmm. if I do... Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I don't, you, you don't go very far when you drive Nikes. But, uh, the mileage is great though. The mileage is wonderful. Uh, but if I ever do make it out there, I certainly will take you up on the offer. Oh, great. Well, I, we'd love to have you out here. Okay. Are, are you going to be, uh, are you Thank going you. to be in Tennessee anytime, Leslie? Uh, no, actually, I might make it down to Arkansas, though, this summer to visit some family. Well, I'll go ahead and let the cat out of the bag here. If you happen to be in Nashville, Tennessee, at the right time in April, you can mm-hmm. come see me uh, play live with the rock band I'm in. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. What, can you give us the name of the rock band? Terranomaly. And nice. we'll be playing at the Hard Rock Cafe in Nashville. Wow, well, that sounds great. I, I wish I could be there. If I'm not, I'm sure you guys will do wonderful. Uh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Great. And I was going to um, ask Jerry a, a quick question, if that's okay. Yeah. Um, uh, no problem. Yeah. Hold on. I have yeah. to hold hang on, I have hang to on while they uh, while Kathy takes off okay. the headset and gives it back to Jerry. Here I am. All right, he's ready to go. Okay, um, it, Jerry, I was wondering when uh, you had contact with um, 
uh, the uh, people, your friends. I was wondering, uh, was it ever, how can I say, uh, like, um, did they ever come to you in your dreams, or was it just strictly face-to-face? No, it was always face-to-face. Um, it was just like meeting anybody, really. Uh, it, there, the, the dream stuff, no, nah, it wasn't like that at all. Okay. Yeah, I was just just wondering. I was just curious. And that's all. All right. Well, Leslie, thank you for the call. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 623-444-5889. We have a flash message from Costa Rica. Nick in Costa Rica says, uh, this is for Jerry. When you are in the Mount Adams area, will you be in contact with James Gilliland at E-City Ranch uh, at Trout Lake? I'm sure you would have some very interesting experiences there, and this would be a very likely place to make your next contact with your family. Good luck in Peru, Nick. Thank you, Nick. I appreciate it. And, yeah, we're... uh we're going to go up and see James. James and I have had an ongoing series of conversations over the past, <clears throat> I don't know, 10, 15 years. It's been quite a long time. Uh, he's a friend that I haven't met in person, but uh, I look forward to meeting him and, and sharing some experiences up there. There's some pretty amazing stories that come from East Seti Ranch, and uh, th- there's a profusion of those stories. And by that I mean it's it's not just one or two people that have seen something or experienced something. Uh, it's huge numbers of people that have. And amongst them are uh, people that went there as absolute skeptic to the bone and came away saying, well, I don't know what it was, but I saw it, you know. Uh, so, you know, what, yeah, do, you, what I, do you think I've about that uh, too? Well, what do you think here about Nick, uh, about his comment that uh, this might be a a likely place to make your next contact with your family? Well, it it might be. You know, I'm I'm open to whenever and wherever. And uh, I've had other folks uh, who've also suggested that this might be a good place for me to go in order to have that kind of contact because a lot of folks have had some sort of contact up there. Um, But we're going to go up there this summer. It's our plan anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, And, of course, part of the plan is to go up and and to do a show up there as well from here in our studio. Mm -hmm. So uh, if there's there's anything that uh, comes of it, well... Your listeners will be the ones who'll know about it first. Well, that's cool. Uh, okay, now you know uh, we're all very aware of the uh, trip you took to Bulgaria, and uh, you know you mm-hmm. you broadcast then from Greece after your trip to Bulgaria. Uh, when we come back from break, I want to ask you about plans to return to Greece because you have mentioned that you would like to do that. And uh, so I want to ask you about that when we come back, okay? All All right, right, uh, folks, we're going to step away for break, and we'll be back right after this.
All right, welcome back to the Kevin Smith Show, and my guest this evening, Jerry Wills. We are on final approach, and um, we uh, only have a few minutes left in tonight's show. I'm going to hold off on that question. Oh, my, my, my. That's not supposed to play yet. All right. But we are going to... uh, uh, I will tell you this, Leslie. You ask what what band? Well, it's Terra Anomaly, and tonight when we go off the air, we'll go off with one of our songs. Okay, uh, just so you'll uh, you'll know about it. All right, uh, Jerry. Um, we have a flash message. Mm-hmm. I want to do that before we answer that question about Greece. Uh, and uh, this this flash message is from Donald in the UK and he wants to know do you have any plans to take any expeditions back to the doorway of our the one I can't say <laughs> yeah yeah you did well you know we we wanted to we tried we we, we tried twice to put together um, a, a trip to go there and for people to go and each time we there's like four people and uh there wasn't enough to do it because the costs are so so high um so you know we just figured well nobody wants to go so we just won't try anymore um if we had you know we have to have 10 people to make it happen that's just for economic reasons um, if we were independently wealthy, we'd just say, hey, you know, when you want to meet up, we just meet you there. But unfortunately, we're not, and we can't. But, uh, you know, if there were 10 people who wanted to go, then absolutely. We'd put together the trip, and we would schedule it, and we would go, and it would be a barn burner, because it's, it's truly an amazing place. And now, uh, you know, we know a few more places that are also quite interesting that, you know, we could throw into the mix as well. So, um, you know, if anyone listening is interested, uh, your audio strung out. Try it again. If anyone is interested, do what? Let us know, mm-hmm. and we will put this together. So, but somebody like Donald could get ten people together, and uh, the whole ten email you as as a block, as a group, already together, and then you could do it, right? Yes, exactly. All right, so that's a cool thing. So if if there's somebody out there that wants to do this. Um, you know, get you ten people to, that will sign up with you to go with you. Get in touch with Jerry, and uh, if you can't get ten, get in touch with him anyway. Uh, he may come up with ten, but if you can get ten, you got a trip. You know, he he's he's got to have ten, and and then he'll do the trip. Are, are you going to broadcast from there if you do that? Absolutely. If we can get um, we get a signal out, we will. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk about Greece. We only have about three minutes, uh, three uh, five minutes left. Uh, so, uh, you had said you want to go back to Greece, and you had told us the the, the interesting 
very interesting story about this ancient tomb that had been found that had giants in it. Um, and uh, you wanted to go do the show from there uh, and, and you know, about that. Uh, is that still just kind of in the category of I want to do it or is that moving along? Does it look like it might happen? It's in the category of I want to do it. Um, you know, the the realities of going back to Greece, basically, what we need to do is, uh, you know, basically, I suppose we need to get our act together on this end. We've been so focused on the Peru trip and on getting this thing situated. We, we've spent three months working on this. Uh, we had to live in a place where there was really no Internet, and we haven't had TV since August. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we devoted a lot of time and effort to getting this point where we could actually put it on the road. Um, so, you know, once we get this to where it needs to be, get the crew trip out of the way, then... Um, yeah, we can start thinking about returning to Greece because that would be really quite a blockbuster. Uh, the contacts we have there, the things that we know already, and things that could be even uh, further illuminated to us, uh, exposed to us, I think it'd be quite an amazing thing. You actually have a contact that can uh, connect you with one of the witnesses who was in that tomb and saw it with his own eyes. Uh, as one of the workers who uh, discovered that, right? Yeah, as a matter of fact, um, this fellow is uh, a family member of the man who was there that broke the wall down and found it. Mm -hmm. And this was, uh, folks, if you don't remember that, uh, well, you should have been watching and listening uh, when Jerry was broadcasting from Greece, and then when he got back, he told us about it. Uh, but the uh, mm-hmm. they they found this. It's very ancient, uh, and they found it uh, as they were tunneling for the subway system in Athens, and mm-hmm. uh, so it's uh, and and uh, very mysterious things happened after they discovered it. But uh, I, I hope you can get back over there, and I hope you can do that story. As interesting as the stuff is from South America, and it's absolutely fascinating, uh, and, and it needs to be exposed to the world. People need to know about it because it's very important information. But as interesting and important as that information is, the information from the other side of the planet is also interesting and also very important. And I think it points to the fact that there are past high-tech civilizations that uh, we don't get told about. And I think it points to extraterrestrial contact with the people that were living on the Earth in those days. Uh, I could be wrong about that, but frankly, I'm not. Um I don't think I am. Uh, Jerry, do you think those giants, uh, we'll have to get a pretty quick answer on this, but do you think those giants uh, that were discovered in that tomb, uh, uh, do you think that those were extraterrestrial? I think so. 
The story we were told was that there was a war between the gods here on Earth, um, and that the gods uh, left to take the war out into space, and they went back to Mars, and the war occurred there, and whoever won came back to Earth. Uh, I don't know if that's the way it was or not, but that's what we were told. Kind of like terrestrials uh, think they were. Kind of like the you know the scenes in the movies where the guys say let's step outside, so they just stepped outside, and went to Mars, right? Yeah, I'll meet you on Mars. Show showdown at the Red Canal. <laughs> showdown at the Red Canal. Okay, well we are up against the end of the show. I want to thank you for being with us, and uh, this is really the first time we've had uh, for you and I to talk on an extended basis um, for quite some time because mm-hmm. it's been such an involved project. We have talked, but uh, only for a few minutes, and then uh, both of us had to go do other things. Uh, but it's good to see you again, and good to talk with you and Kathy. Good to see her again, and uh, we wish you all the best, and thanks for being with us tonight. Yeah, well, thank you, Kevin, and, and everyone. Uh, we're going to have a newsletter finally going out. I'm going to do it this weekend. So if you're not signed up, go to expeditionstv.com and sign up. We'll All right. bring everyone up to date that way. Outstanding. Stay online with me for a moment as I bring this one in for a landing. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for me to say my friends call me Steel Eye. My enemies do, too. And you can call me whatever you'd like to call me. Just keep coming back again and again and again. And for Leslie, because you asked about what what the band was, well, here's some of the music, okay? As we sign off, this is it. <laughs>